Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. We will have a Spread the Word winner on Friday when Greg Cosell joins me to go over the first round. His observations, bright and early Friday morning, the first place where you will find out what Greg thought of all the picks, right here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We'll have the Spread the Word winner. We'll have the sponsor confirmation email winner. We'll have the YouTube shout out. So all you need to do, Follow me at Ross Tucker NFL or follow what we've got going at Ross Tucker Pod on social media and engage in any way. Take advantage of any of our sponsors like Keeps or 100flowers.com. It's Mother's Day season. More about them a little bit later. We've got the YouTube shout out, which I love, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We've got a new patron, patreon.com slash RT Media. Stephen Clinton, congratulations, Stephen, for becoming a patron. We are very, very happy to have you. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So looking forward to this for so many reasons because nobody, and I mean nobody, cuts through the clutter, cuts through the BS this time of year like Andrew Brandt, our guy, longtime agent, Packers executive. You check him out on social at Andrew Brandt. You sign up for the Sunday 7, his awesome newsletter. If you're following him on social, it's pretty easy to know how to sign up for the Sunday 7. And he is the host of the Business of Sports podcast. Andrew, you've been on fire, man. Last week, Taylor Twelman on the Super League, which was fascinating. And I didn't get a chance to listen yet this week. I've just seen some of the clips that we post to YouTube and on social media with Sean Culkin, who's taking his entire salary in Bitcoin. So I actually want to give you a chance to talk about both those episodes to make sure people that didn't listen to them or watch them yet can. Yeah, thanks. Good to be back with you, Ross, since I did these two podcasts. I was fascinated by the Super League because a lot of people termed it, it's interesting, Ross, uh, an Americanization 
of European soccer, where there was no promotion or relegation, where basically the teams got fixed revenues if it was going to happen. And of course, it didn't happen. Um, you know, three American owners, John Henry, the Red Sox with Liverpool and Stan Kroenke with Arsenal and the Glazer family who owns the world champion Bucks with um, Manchester United. So there was kind of an American feel to it. But think about I think about it in the uh, NFL, NBA. What if the top teams did their own league? You know, how would that look? And American sports is, I know this word gets a lot of prompting, but it's socialistic. You know, the, the Green Bays get the same revenue as New York and L.A., at least media, which is the largest source of revenues. Anyway, Taylor Twelman of ESPN, I thought he's a great soccer voice and really went into what happened. He thinks it's coming back in some shape or form. I encourage everyone to listen. And this week, wow, when I saw a news release that the first NFL player taking his entire salary in Bitcoin, I said, I want to talk to him because I'm intrigued as a lot of people in business are about crypto. I don't know much about it. I'm learning. My sons actually know more than I do about it. They're intrigued by it. And I talked to Sean and Sean is very educated. He's not doing this on a whim. And the Kansas City Chiefs were willing to do it. And no, no doubt on this, Ross, players are already calling Sean about, hey, can I do that? How do I do that? Uh, so I'm gonna, I think he started, he's starting a trend. And I encourage everyone to listen. He's a really interesting guy, tight end on the Chiefs, now taking his entire 920000 in Bitcoin. Yeah, so I got to tell you, Andrew, I don't know that much about it. I mean, obviously, I've seen you know, the headlines and I know people talk about it, but I don't totally understand it. So even another reason why I'm going to listen to the business of sports podcast this week, I'm driving down to Philly tomorrow, Andrew, because I'll be doing the draft for the Eagles yeah. all three days, Thursday night, Friday night. Saturday. I'm going to listen to, I'm going to listen to you guys tomorrow morning on the way down to uh, the Novacare complex in Philadelphia and I'm going to hear what Sean has to say because I'm I'm fascinated by that. So anyway, the long story short is subscribe to the Business of Sports podcast and listen. I mean, these are good guests, interesting topics. That's what Andrew does. He also just get, tells you straight. Brandslations, whatever you call them, he does a terrific job. And I want to start with the number three overall pick, Andrew. And... All the reports about the Niners still haven't decided, et cetera. You've kind of called BS on that from day one. They traded more. I mean, two number ones plus a swap. So it's a little more than a number one, two number ones, right, Ross? That's more than the Bears gave up for Khalil Mack. That's more than the Rams gave up for Jalen Ramsey. That's more than the Texans gave up for Laramie Tunzel, the premier pass rusher, premier corner, premier left tackle. They gave all this up for pick your name and we're going to find out tomorrow. You don't trade those kind of resources without knowing exactly 100%. No way in God's green earth you're taking anywhere else. That's my feeling. I don't think they traded up. Now, they can come out of this saying we really want to look at both guys. And since we had the pick two guys, three guys, four guys, five guys, whatever. But if you are trading up. And not knowing who you're going to take, come on. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Now, 
here's the thing, Ross, and I, maybe your opinion, that could have happened, which doesn't bode well on the 49ers front office, but it could have happened, which is a month ago, they were exactly as I said. They traded up. We're getting this guy all in. But in the month of pro workouts and discussion and interviews and all that, maybe they came away saying maybe he's not our guy. Maybe this other guy's our guy. But that doesn't look good because they gave up a ransom to get the player and now they're conflicted on it. I don't get it. I think 100% they knew and I guess still know that's who they wanted. So I think they're really enjoying playing it coy yeah. and not saying who they're going to take, whereas it feels like the Jaguars and the Jets have been a little bit more willing to allow people and maybe look maybe one of those two teams surprises us i doubt it but a little bit more willing to allow people to know who it is they're taking i was trying to think about this andrew is there any value because kyle shanahan said he's not saying anything you know you, nobody will know until they make the pick sure. is it is it machiavellian in a way in which he says how does it help me to let the teams below me better strategize for what they want to do. Why do I want Atlanta to know exactly what we're going to do and be able to make a make a move based on that? Or Carolina or any of the other teams in the NFC? Is sure. there a chance that that's the thought process? Like, I want them to have as little time as possible to figure out what they're going to do after they see who we pick. Sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, the subterfuge is everyone knows this who follows the NFL. Can't believe anything you hear. Uh, and you're right. The I think the Jaguars have tipped their hand, but not even the Jets have. So, yeah, that's kind of standard park for the course for NFL coaches and executives. Don't tell the truth uh, this time of year. Um, you know, you're right about the 49ers. They're engaging in this massive what I think is kind of BS throughout this whole thing that Jimmy Garoppolo is staying on the team. I guess he could stay on the team if they don't get anything in the way of decent offers for him. But, you know, once you made this trade, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. And kudos to the 49ers. I've talked about this before, the way they structured the contract, they front loaded the cap instead of back loading it. So they can get out from under him with a minuscule dead money charge compared to the Goff and Wentz examples earlier this offseason. So he's gone. They have a new quarterback. It's going to happen. And I believe the player they pick tomorrow night will be the exact player they zeroed in on a month ago. I tend to agree with you. You know, it's interesting too, Andrew, because the team after them, the Falcons at four. Yeah is another one that there's a lot of intrigue there. And I guess I'm curious about the discussions that are had behind the scenes, because you've been in these meetings about long-term versus short-term. Do they take a guy like Kyle Pitts, who's best for the short-term, the awesome tight end from Florida? Or do they say we're picking it for there's five good quarterbacks. We can get Lancer Fields, and we can be set at this position for the next 13, 14 years like we just have been with Matt Ryan. 
I am fascinated by the dynamics of short-term versus long-term. What can you tell me and us about how that stuff goes down? Well, you know, my most poignant moment in the draft room in my 10 years in Green Bay happened, you know, in this exact situation. Um, we chose Aaron Rodgers when we had other needs. Of course, Aaron Rodgers was not going to help us and turned out not to help us the, the next three years. So I don't think anyone's going to happen that way, at least early in the draft. But you're right. That's the choice. Matt Ryan is the present. Who's the future? They don't have a succession plan. We've seen the whole offseason teams like the Bears struggle to find that that person. And I, I have tweeted this often. The best time to find a quarterback is when you don't need a quarterback. The worst time is when you do. And that would bode for the Falcons taking their future. I think the Falcons are trying to trade back. And I understand why, because we've got a market now, Ross, for trade ups and backs early in the draft that is strong to me for the trade backers, right? Because San Francisco goes up nine, gives up two ones. Miami then goes up six and gives up a one. So, you know, we're talking about going up six spots to get next year's first round pick is kind of the market. So the Falcons can do a lot with that market set by the 49ers and Dolphins. Um, you know, they can get something out of that. I just have a feeling that they're not going to pick a quarterback. It's just my feeling. What I think is interesting about that is, you know, these reports where the Falcons are listening to trade offers for Julio Jones, which to me usually means they'd like to, they're ready to move on from Julio Jones, which to me means they're more long-term focused than short-term focused, which could lead to drafting a quarterback. Now, here's what's crazy, okay? First of all, even after next year, Andrew, I've never seen this before, okay? Even after next year, if they get rid of Matt Ryan after the 2021 season, it's still $40.5 million of dead cap money, Andrew. $40.5. Uh, not right now. Not if they got rid of him right now. <laughs> I've never heard a dead cap number that much for a guy for the following year. You know yeah. what I mean? Because usually it's like it spreads out more in the next year's like maybe 15 or 20, 40.5 if they get rid of them next offseason. Yeah. I mean, listen, I spent the first two months of this year saying there's no way, no how they get rid of Carson Wentz because of 34 million in dead money. Now you're talking about a year from now. It's, it's the management of these contracts, which I probably take more interest in than most people, seems just crazy to me. Um, what that tells me, Ross, is I haven't followed the Falcons cap, but they've been restructuring, restructuring, restructuring. When they need cap room, they go to Matt Ryan and they push it out. That's what's happened. And again, this is the Ben Roethlisberger thing. This is the Drew Brees thing every year, pushing out money. You know, it's going to, it's going to, they're going to have to pay the piper. Uh, and the Rams and Eagles are doing it this year, you know, and the Saints. And uh, we'll see what happens, you know. But yeah, Matt, they're stuck with Matt Ryan, <laughs> whether they like it or not. You know, I'm curious too, Andrew. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, but there's a lot of information that came out yesterday related to Caleb Farley, you know, the Virginia Tech cornerback who's had, 
two back surgeries and, you know, still has some numbness in his toes or whatever. My question there is, when information like that gets released the week of the draft or this close to the draft, is it just digging that these insiders did or is it teams releasing that information because they want the guy to fall to them or is it an agent telling them that because they want their cornerback client to go higher than Caleb Farley I'm just curious when you see these different reports or these these information come out how often is it the agents or the teams intentionally leaking that information especially negative information about kids yeah I mean this is the answer is a combination of the above I don't you know, I don't think a lot of it is teams. I really don't. Um, because it's a, you know, it's a small world and it's a doggy dog world and it gets out who leaked it and they don't like that team and they'll do something to that team down the road. Anyway, uh, agents usually, I mean, agents are all about their players. Uh, and if they can help a player leaking something, I think they do. It's a, it's a, this I feel for agents. This is a tough business. They're hardly making any money off these rookie contracts. Uh, and they're just trying to get these guys. You know, there's news this morning that a couple of these players are on their third agents and the draft hasn't even started yet. Um, you know, I feel this is a this is a tough business right now because there's so few players that are going to make a lot of money and so many agents. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. I, I totally agree. I think it is a, a tough business. I guess the last one, Andrew, is, you know, all these reports of this team's receiving a call to trade up or this team's receiving a call to trade down. It just seems like a galactic waste of time. Yeah. My understanding is every team calls almost every other team to at least hash out what a trade might look like should they move up or move down should the guy that the other team wants be on the board? Like, I, it feels like we're wasting time with these reports. Yeah, and I mean, nothing against the mock drafters, but I haven't read one and don't plan to read one. It, you know, it's kind of a waste of time, right? It's like, it's not real. So, uh, and people fall, that's what I, people falling. I mean, no one's falling until tomorrow night. So, so no one's falling or rising. That doesn't happen until the actual draft. So anyway, yeah, I, I don't pay much attention to it. And more importantly, teams don't. Uh, teams don't. You know, at least my experience, you know, I don't think we ever looked at a mock draft. You know, So it's just it's just out there. And, and, and kudos to the NFL. Kudos that this this buzz machine has been there for three months about the draft. And. I say this all the time. These top 10 players are so Ross. We'll hear more about them in the, in the next 48 hours than we will some of them, their 10 year careers. You know? So it's a great thing for these kids. Um, and what a machine the NFL is. I always say tomorrow night we'll have 10 to 12 million people watching Roger Goodell read names. <laughs> Check them out on social and at Andrew Brandt. Check out the Sunday 7. How do they get the newsletter, Andrew? 
Yeah, it's easy. Just go to the website, uh, andrew-brandt.com, and shows right away how to subscribe to the newsletter. It's doing well. Lots of people signing up. Hope you enjoy it every Sunday morning. And then, obviously, you got to check out the business of sports the last two weeks. I might listen to you know the whole Colkin episode on the way down to Philly. Like I said, fascinated to learn more about this Bitcoin cryptocurrency stuff. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. What I don't need to learn more about, what to do for Mother's Day, because I do the same thing every Mother's Day, every Valentine's Day. Now, I might get them something else as well, but I am getting all of the lovely ladies, the mothers in my life, flowers from 1-800-Flowers, 24 multicolored roses, plus a free vase for $34.99. Absolutely awesome. Look, there is not a mom I'm aware of that doesn't like receiving flowers. I am unaware on the planet of a mom that doesn't like receiving flowers. And you guys know it's personal for me. I used to get these all the time from my wife's grandmother who passed away in the fall. But I will still be getting them for her Oma, who is still with us and... It just makes me feel really good. Try not to get choked up here, but really good that I did that. Really, really good. I'm so glad and thankful that I've done it, and you will be too. To order the 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code football. That's 100flowers.com, code football, and then send it to me, by the way. Because I might use your your sponsor confirmations to determine who gets to be on the next football feedback, our YouTube-only show. That's 100flowers.com, code football on the uh, radio icon in the upper right-hand corner. Tux Takes. Good morning, Ross. Let's start with that Caleb Farley injury information that you and Andrew spoke about and that you also tweeted about yesterday. Your reaction to the news? Just bummed out for him. You know, I think with every, I guess I was always like this since I've been a player, but especially as I get older, he's a really, really talented young guy. He should be getting life-altering money. Uh, He's still going to get a bunch of money, but not what it should be. You know, to see that he hurt his back deadlifting initially drives me crazy. No reason for a cornerback to be deadlifting. I I would not be happy with that strength coach if I was Caleb Farley's dad. And then to have a second back surgery, even though he hasn't played football since the first one, that's troubling. And that he's still got some numbness in his toes. I didn't even know he had a torn ACL back in 2017. It's just not, it's just not good. I hope he can stay healthy. I hope he can at least, you know, get one good contract. And that's the thing. You're not paying him that much, and he might be able to have get through that first contract. But I, I wouldn't take him uh, any, anywhere high, just knowing what I know about my back. Takes. We had a trade yesterday in which the Dolphins sent Eric Flowers back to the Washington football team while paying $6 million of his salary this year. So on the one hand, I feel like the Dolphins deserve a lot of credit for moving on when they make a mistake and not compounding their errors with a sunk cost. On the other hand, wow. I mean, they made a lot of moves last year 
Van Noy and Flowers and Shaq Lawson, and they're all gone. I mean, they're not getting a whole lot of – they're not getting a very good return on their investment for a lot of these guys. Some retirements from guys like Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee and longtime lineman Marcus Gilbert as well. Sean Lee, one of my favorite players in the NFL over the last 11 years, uh, obviously had a myriad of health issues, but when he played, so smart, so good, loved him as a Penn State player. So uh, kudos to him. Hopefully he gets into coaching. Ducks takes. Uh, Ross, any final thoughts about Sean Colton taking his salary in Bitcoin? Not really. I don't know enough about it. Do you, Bry? A little bit, just from, just from you know reading. But I, I'm not an expert by any means. But just by well, reading. Like, what do you know about it? What do I know about it? That uh, it's. I think it's here to stay. It's becoming mainstream. Uh, and if you listen, one of the one of the things that Sean said is that he's not trading Bitcoin; he is holding on to it. So I think that's a, an important distinction. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, somebody just invented a new currency. But now the question is: Is it going to be taxed as a currency, or is it going to be taxed as an asset? Yeah. That's over my head. Uh, what's firmly in my head, DraftKings has so many awesome bets available for the draft. Or if you listen to last week's Even Money podcast, even if you don't want to bet, even if your state isn't legal, you can play the free-to-play $50,000 pool, draft pool at DraftKings. And Steve and I gave advice on last week's Even Money podcast and then yesterday's Even Money podcast, we went over all of our NFL draft bets, and they have a bet named after me at DraftKings, Ross Tucker's Big Boy Boost, which is very, very cool. So check it out. Please use the code ROSS when you go over to DraftKings. And I love it, Brian. It's been a while. Let's get to an email. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. All right, so here's the deal. We have a lot of awesome sponsors. It means a lot to us when you guys take advantage of them, whether it's 100 Flowers or Keeps or DraftKings or whatever. And if you listen, by the way, we really only have two per show at most, right? Like I said about Flowers earlier, I said about DraftKings. But if you take advantage of any of them ever, okay, send me the email, ross at rosstucker.com that you get when you take advantage of them. And then I guarantee to read and respond to whatever question you have. And I love your questions here on the show. And then you might even be the sponsor confirmation email winner that week and get one of these awesome press passes or signed cards or signed uh, Buffalo Bills picture, whatever. So what do you got, Brian? Hi, Ross. Long time listener since you used to team up with the pod Sith Lord. My question how many professional franchises do you think the NFL could support? Maybe it's because I'm English and we have over 92 professional soccer teams, which a much smaller pool of players. But there must be so many good players that uh, end up not playing the game after college, not to mention the demand from TV, supporters, and moneymakers involved in the game. That is from Pete. So 
my understanding, I know he's at 92 professional soccer teams in England, but they don't really have college soccer over there, right, Bri? Or it's not like a big deal. I've never heard of college soccer over there. Yeah, I haven't either. So I think the difference is, Pete, is that the Power Five college football programs, you know, the Ohio State, Alabama, USC, Penn State, they are more or less professional franchises. And you might not see it because you're over in England, but they're getting over 100,000 people a game, Pete. This is a huge, huge revenue-generating business. So they're getting a lot. I mean a lot of revenue. That's essentially what fills the 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 demand from TV supporters and money makers involved in the game is college football. So we've got 32 NFL franchises. Okay, you got 92 soccer. Take away those 32, the next 60 professional soccer t- leagues that are at the lower levels, that's college football for us. That's like the Power 5 conferences right there, Bri, right? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I agree. I mean, that's basically our version of what you're talking about. Uh, that's not to say that they couldn't have some spring football league. They've tried it with the XFL and the AAF and that they couldn't get to the point where it's support enough that they can keep it. But what you're referring to is really college football. Now, I think 32 is the right number, but if they had an NFL team in San Antonio or Portland or, I don't know, name another city, Bri, that doesn't, uh, St. Louis. Orlando. I think that those would be supported as well. So, like, they could have more than 32. They could have 35, 36, maybe upwards of 40. If it was a real NFL team, I think there are other places where they would really be able to support that team if they had their own NFL team. I don't know how many other places could do it. I mean, I guess some would argue that St. Louis didn't do it enough. I would say they did. But there's certainly markets where they could they could have additional NFL teams. Shoutouts are in order. They always are. For our I think we're done here, members of patreon.com slash RT Media. I mean, it's crazy that you can go uh, and, and get $100. For $100, you can get a shout-out at the end of every show. It's the best value in podcasting. I guarantee it. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, all of which also make good Mother's Day gifts. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 